Nordics, the whalers, the seals, the Americans, the North Stars. Who's gonna stall? Who will go far and earn the keg? Who's gonna earn the keg? We'll find out in time. Give us a holler on the whoop line. Good morning. Happy, what is today? Wednesday? Power Rankings Times. Checking in at number one, we have the Nordiques. The no respect chip on their shoulder, Nordiques. Um, good. They were on a buy this week, but lots of Nordiques at the rink. Um, I saw Slick Rick was subbing. Matt LaPoudre subbing. Paul Antioch back from his European vacation. I think he just showed up to be a good guy. I don't think he was subbing, but perhaps Cone subbing, Dave P subbing. Sukas may have been there. I can't remember. Coach B was there. Panny was there. And then uh, Pangrazi there subbing. So um, I think uh, Wright and Jim Ellis were the only two that I didn't see, but that's a pretty impressive turnout for the Nordiques. Um, there are some little Caesars in the booth. I thought that they had brought that. That would have been super impressive. I think the Whalers, are, or man, this might have been when, the, when uh, Dylan was a goalie and the Seals. And then the Seal, he brought the pizza in the booth. Um, but it's a really nice bye week tradition. But good job from the Deeks for showing up on their bye week. Um, always big kudos to help out in the box. Just get a night out with the guys, uh, et cetera. Um, that's a blast from the past. For those of you that don't know, most of you do, but Dylan entered this league as a goalie for the Seals, two-time uh, regular season Vezina winner, um, two-time uh, postseason choker. So Dylan would get very nervous in the playoffs as a goalie and get lit up like a Christmas tree. He had took the um, backstop, the Seals, and the Whalers to first, first place um, outings but could not win a keg, transferred to player, and here we go. But that's the Dylan backstory. And number one, the Nordiques. All right, checking in at number two, we have the Whalers. Uh, four two winners over the Americans. I was refing on the other sheet, so did not get to watch this game, but it sounds like pretty standard. Drake had a couple goals. Um, sounds like leaping Larravee. Uh, there's an empty netter at the end of the game. Maki, as everyone knows by now, has a bet. to The over-under was set at, I believe, three and a half goals um, or maybe four and a half. But whatever the bet was set at, he needs one more goal to win money for Drake. And uh, rumor has it that he had a marquee chance in an empty netter, but Larravee stole, stole the glory. Um, and thank you, Larry V, for doing that. So me and Dougie still have a chance with our uh, bet there. But um, they, they had... Uh, Pongrazi subbing for them. So sounds like it was a relatively easy win for the Whalers. And Drake continues to score at a record-setting clip. I don't know. We don't. I'm not sure if he's already broken the record for most goals in a season or if he's got his sights set on that. I'm not sure. But it seems like it. I don't. I mean, I know Matt Taylor scored a lot of goals, but I don't think he, his attendance was ever as good. And I just don't remember him scoring this many goals. So maybe Proctor year one. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, Drake can get that get the record. But Whalers number two, chipping away, trying to close in on the the first round bye, and then ultimately the President's Trophy. But um, strong grip on the number two spot for the Whalers. Checking in at number three, we have the Maroons. 
Um, there's clearly a top three in this league right now. Um, the Maroons, Whalers, and Nordiques. Then there's a big drop-off after that. So um, Maroons with a pretty easy win over the Seals. The The flow of the game was there were it was relatively even um but you know kind of a tale of two seasons right the seals had a few chances maybe even some pressure but they can't really convert it into solid scoring chances um you know kink claws played well but the maroons definitely when they got their chances they would finish you know would i think would open the scoring with a nice snipe sugar had a nice snipe um, Judge had kind of a back-breaking coast-to-coast third goal and fourth goal. So the game was, you know, once the Maroons got two, the Seals kind of lacked that explosive scoring, um, you know, to make a comeback. There was a point in the game where it was 3-1. Um, to one. I can't, Was it Shawnee? I think Shawnee came in on a breakaway and scored. So the Maroons had pretty much controlled play all night, It was, but it was 3-1, to one, and Rattler... Um, found himself on a breakaway with about two minutes left. Um, and had Rattler been able to score, it would have been 3-2, stop clock situation, ass cheeks, little pucker, it could have been close. But um, Claus shut the door on that breakaway, and then Judge went coast-to-coast to add the fourth goal, and then that was kind of 4-1, to night-night Jim Kite, game over. But, um, you know, Maroons obviously are contenders. Claus is playing wonderful. You got the sugar-bin sugar bin combo, um, with Hale going to the front of the net and, uh, and then that second line, you know, they, Dougie got to give a little shout out to Dougie. He doesn't really deserve it cause he doesn't participate on Slack anymore. Might not even be listening, but, um, they had Neville subbing in for Crusoe. Neville could play D gave Dougie the opportunity to play center. And I thought he was pretty effective. He had a nice assist on Woodsy's goal. He might've had another assist on Sugar's goal. If he got caught out there, I can't remember, but Dougie definitely had a nice game got the chance to play center which I know he enjoys doing that every once in a while so but that second line of you know Dougie Hardcop and Woodsy definitely effective so nothing new here Maroons are contenders they check in at number three this week real kind of drama will be whether you know one of these teams is going to not get the bye um they'll be big favorites in the 3-6 matchup whoever they play but um you got these three teams fighting it out for a bye week Checking up, checking in at number four, we have our North Stars. Um, they were the other winners on the night. So, like I said, there's pretty significant drop off after this top three. North Stars will get a chance to show that they're, in, you know, in the mix by playing the Whalers next week. Um, the Whalers have just wiped the floor with us in our two previous matchups. So, who knows? But um, North Stars are now 1-1 one and one after the trade. The flow of the games have been better. I had Dave P. tell us that we looked really slow out there, which I could understand that. We don't have a ton of burners outside of Serta, um, maybe Brett a little bit. But, you know, having uh, Trent out there, you know, we might not be flying up and down the ice, but Trent can possess the puck. So the Trent-Troy-Vanandi line, we had a lot of zone time, a lot of possession. Only scored one goal, which was a little disappointing. But, you know, when the puck's on their end, they can't score on your end. So that's good. And then um, it was nice to see Serta and Brett connect. Uh, Serta had two goals on the night. Uh, Brett had one, um, hopefully developing some chemistry there. Um, little shout-out to... Um, Little shout out to Sikorsky and Krunk for subbing. Uh, old on defense really helped us out. Old man Brawny had his best game 
of the season. So it was a good week for the North Stars. They move up to number four. Got a shout, oh, shout out to Claus, played goalie for us as well. Um, anyways, got a little distracted there with the phone at work. But North Stars number four, Whalers next week. We'll see what we can do. Checking in at number five, we have the Americans. Um, again, didn't get to watch this game, but sounds like it was 4-2. Sounds like the Americans' two goals were scored by Slick Rick, subbing for Proctor. There may have been a controversial third goal called off by due to an officiating error. That's possible. But um, I heard pun- I heard uh, Johnny G stood on his head and made lots of saves, which sounds predictable. Um if Slick Rick really did score all both of their goals plus a waved off third, that just kind of fits what I my issues with the Americans all season, which is they they just don't really you know have much besides Proctor. They got Proctor and then Ruble coast to coast, and that's about it as much as offense goes. Uh, Redkowski was out; um, he's one of their secondary scores. I think they had Eric Lapoudre in, so I don't know what that made their lineups look like who they moved up to forward, but, you know, the Americans are just middle-of-the-pack type team. Doesn't, don't, I mean, of course, in a one-and-done scenario, they're going to be a tough out due to their goaltending and Proctor, but just top to bottom, they just seem to be off all year. Didn't make any moves at the deadline. Um, I know Crunk was trying, you know, and he can't, I don't know exactly what offers he had, so you don't want to just trade to trade and get fleeced, but just seems like they needed a shake-up. So I think they're kind of sitting here in purgatory in that uh, kind of four to six range, but that's kind of what the Americans are. I don't think they're going to make a run to get a bye. They should make the playoffs, so then it really just comes down to, you know, can can Proctor get hot and put them on their back for the playoffs and find another gear? Um, we'll, we shall see, but Americans, number five. At number six, I put the Seals. Um, could obviously be the Tigers as well. Um, there's really not, to be candid, you know, not a lot of separation between the four spot and the seven spot. Um, but I put the Seals at number six because I, I, there were, there were moments there. They, they definitely, I think they were, um, they're missing McShannick. They brought in, um, who did they bring in for McShannick? kind of affected their lineup a little bit. Um, they brought in a, a forward for defense. Um, my God, who do they bring in for McShannick? It's dr- oh, they brought in Cone. So they brought in Cone. They put Cone up at forward. They put Paul, uh, Cousin Antioch back at defense. I think that kind of ruined the chemistry that um, Antioch had been having with Shawnee up at forward. Um, but again, they, they had their moments there. The cute, you know, Sips and Rattler and Q did their thing a little bit, but couldn't really get it going. So it definitely wasn't a great night for the Seals. Felt a little flat, if I'm being honest. You know, for a team that's, you know, I know we're coming off the holidays, but for a team that was, you know, fighting for their playoff lives and its whoop and the rise and the this and the that, just didn't really have a sense of urgency out there. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the time slot on the big sheet. Um, I know our game can feel slow. That Olympic is just a lot of ice, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like we look slower. NHL feels faster. But um, anyways... They're just the seals are the seals. They're they're getting in. They're gonna buy this next week, so they really need to, you know, make up some ga- some hay here in the, the end stretch. They started with the Whalers and the Maroons, not an easy stretch, right? So they're set up to pick up their 
points at the end, but they got to get a win here to try to reel either the Tigers or the North Stars in to make the last couple weeks interesting. So that's it for the Seals. Um, yeah, Shawnee got their one goal. You know, not a lot of bright spots out there, but they're checking in at number six. And checking in at dead last, we have the Tigers at number seven. I don't know. Like I said, could be the Seals. Um, nothing horrifically bad. They just, they, you know, they did make the trade. Um, I do, you know, Pellet and Peso seem to be looking pretty good with Pete. They didn't have a great game this week. I think I heard they had a better game last week. Um, but they think that line has potential. Um, Bauer did what he did at D. I thought he played a pretty, I played against him a decent amount of time. He was aggressive as usual, playing the body a little bit. I don't remember any huge glitches in his game. So the trade guys did good and Peso scored their only goal. It was a nice roof shot. Um, so, you know, the trade, you know, I'm not saying it hasn't seemed to hurt him, but the, the bigger thing is that, uh, you know, which causes them being stagnant is the Fem Fem Skillman line, you know, uh, Fem Skillman and Ryan Allen or whoever they had, they just couldn't get a lot going. Um, Skillman, who I love and appreciate, uh, scored a hat trick in the stand, game three of the Stanley Keg finals for the North Stars. He just, um, you know, I don't know if it's this is from one, from a chubby guy. I know a couple years ago, Skillman or even last year was, you know, lifting weights and lean and mean and a real force out there i'm i'm don't know if that's the case or not the case but he's kind of uh he's turned into just kind of a cherry picker out there um the, a lot of looping and cherry picking looking for that stretch pass but it, it's when he does get that stretch pass it's not like he's a proctor going in on a breakaway so i think that skillman needs to look inward um play a more um full complete game maybe put himself at center put fem out on the wing you know do something but skillman has more to offer you know he's too good of a player to do just like a cherry picking i remember weaver's reinvented himself as a defenseman now for the whalers very well but weaver would kind of just be this floating guy out there and then and if you get the puck to him you know he doesn't really have the speed to get a breakaway so skillman as a fourth third fourth round pick is just too good for that so for this team to get better, they need more out of Skillman, and they need Pete to get going. I mean, um, I can say this now because I haven't played Pete, but you know he was going to be motivated because he got left off the the uh, All Star team and this and that. But he just doesn't seem to be having that full out motor. Again, I say this as a chubby guy who's been slow as fuck myself this year. So this is a do as I say, not as I do type situation. Not trying to be mean to anybody, but they just didn't seem to have you know, this intensity that you expect out of the Tigers. So um, there was a moment when they got down in that game where they put, you know, Larravee was subbing for Brandt. That's obviously threw them off a little bit. I think Brandt is probably a better defenseman than Larravee, and they they um, they had Larravee playing defense, and he did fine back there. But um, at the end of the game when they needed offense, they moved Larravee up, and uh, they were definitely probably – they were really starting to smother us a little bit there. Um, they But uh, – that obviously left their back end a little more vulnerable when they did that. But uh, Larravee is definitely more effective as a forward than as a defenseman. But we shall see. Tigers next week. Um, can't remember who they play. I think the, do they play the Americans? That, that would be interesting. But uh, we shall see. But Tigers checking in at number seven.